There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your main event, introducing the hosts of Wrestling with Freddie, Jeff Dye, and Freddie Prince Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Thursday. It's bonus content day. And you're lucky, and so are we, because there was a cool pay-per-view, which a lot of you got to see, called Forbidden Door. The door that Vince McMahon refuses to open, but Tony Khan leaves wide open. And I think it's pretty cool. However, I recently got rid of DirecTV and don't know how to order the pay-per-views. I have now since found out you can't do Bleacher Report on an Xbox, so that didn't work for me. And my wife does all the apps on the TV because I don't know how to work technology. So I will no longer miss anymore because she has (laughs) since installed it and put it up properly. But fortunately, our man in the field, Jeff Dye, flew all the way to Japan. No, he didn't. But he did watch the pay-per-view. So I'm going to introduce these matches to the people. You're going to get them down. But this is also a Thursday where we can kind of talk about whatever we want. So any side quest that you want to go on, Jeff, I don't care if you want to talk old cars or that cool motorcycle you had with the sidecar and you put your dog in it. That was pretty dope with goggles. We could talk about anything. Also, guys, don't forget, Subscribe to PSN, the premier streaming network. It's an app on your phone. You can download it. Subscribe. It is the best of independent wrestling brought to you so they have a home, so they have a place where you can watch, where you can learn about your favorite wrestlers before they were in AEW, before they were in WWE. Also, September 9th, we will uh, announce the premier streaming network's champion, the premier champion. I can't, I don't think I can tell you who the two wrestlers are in it yet, but as soon as I know for sure I can, I will. But uh, that's September 9th in New Jersey. So go there, go to Premier Streaming Network, get the app. You can get tickets to the event if you want. And uh, if I ain't working, I might even be there. That's not me formally announcing it. That's just me saying I might be there too. There you go. Jeff, the forbidden door. This is when, for those who don't know, when the American promotions take on the new Japan pro wrestling promotion. And 
this is something that WWE fans had always wanted and will never, never get. Although they've since they signed Japanese wrestlers and they've sent American wrestlers over there before. But this is on the show where you have to decide, is your guy going to lose to their guy, basically? And that's a lot of pride and character protection and things like that go along with it. So a lot of compromises have to be made. And then there's obviously some jobs that have to be done. Again, I wasn't able to watch this card because I'm technically stupid, but you were. And they started the match off with MJF going against, and I want to get all these names right, you guys. I really respect the culture. It's just hard for me sometimes, but I'm going to do my best. Hiroshi Tanahashi. He beat him. He retains his AEW World Championship. I don't think anybody was surprised by that. Jeff, what did you think of the match? MJF is a star. And the best. I also loved the way he built up to this. It was a delicious buildup, if you will, for him to just be like, uh, it's a second-rate, crappy, independent league. I don't even know why we're doing this dumb paper, which is, if you think about it, what they've done with uh, Forbidden Door, it's like when we were younger and we were like, wouldn't it be cool if they made a Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter? Wouldn't it be cool if they yes. made like DC and Marvel fought each other? Like we had all these dreams of what would later become true. We were able to do these things. And Tony Khan, credit to him, man, he made a, he, he made this cool thing happen. He isn't, it's not like necessarily WWE versus AEW, but it's something. And it's fun. And for like these wrestling fans who really follow all these other uh, markets, these there's a lot of dream matches. Some are saying on the internet, this was the best pay-per-view ever. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot uh, to say. However, that's heavy. That makes me feel like I missed something. And there's no way I'm, there's no way I missed something that damn good. It was a lot of good stuff. And like I said, maybe not the best Son ever. I don't bitch. think it's the best ever, but that's what people saying on the but internet. it was solid. And also people on the internet are, you know, say a lot of things, so whatever. But that's just, I read that a lot and I was going, okay, all right. These they've, called, fans. they've called me some pretty some pretty mean names over the years. Yeah, that's all right. wrong. All that crap is <laughs> not true. So here's the thing. Tanahashi is, is he's old, and he, but he's a legend. His, yeah. his reputation is as respected as as any, but he's, yeah. he's up there in age. He's not as young and as relevant and as strong and as uh, good as MJF is currently. But uh, the match was good. And MJF uh, sold it outside of the ring and inside of the ring, called him old, did all of his things. The match, the match, was, the match was good. It held up. And also MJF was hilarious and said, I told him if I was going to do it, put it first so I can get out of here. I just want to go home. I don't want to. <laughs> I thought that was a funny way to justify that he was forced to do it by Tony Khan. Next up, CM Punk defeated Satoshi Kojima in an Owen Hart tournament match. And I'll be damned if you weren't right. I thought CM Punk would be celebrated in every city that he went to and everyone would be happy. And you said, no, it's just because it's in Chicago. As And granted, there were CM Punk chants, but every time there was one, the boo birds would come out and they would outlast the chant. The boos would shut down the chant. And I really didn't expect that. So my first question is CM Punk versus uh, Satoshi. Who was the baby face and who was the heel? Uh, they both kind of took turns doing this sort of thing. So it was like, uh, also not to mention, uh, Kojima looks a hundred years old in the face. Like he, he, these, these, these look like two old dogs, but CM Punk looked young. You think he's on Ozempic? He's on Ozempic. <laughs> it? it looked like CM Punk was surprised he was getting booed. Like in a way, like he was kind of like, what? You're booing me? 
But like maybe that was the character. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he was. I think it's the character because he did it on on Collision as well. And it, he really leaned into it. And so kudos to him for that. I know I was critical of him last week, but the way he was like, oh, okay, I'll be a heel. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. All right. You're not, you're not being mad that they're booing. Good. Exactly. So we'll see how long it lasts, but good. And it was fun. And also the shirt he wore out there. I don't know. Talk about merch a lot. I like that shirt. I would buy and wear that shirt. Big fan of the, it was the pink and black, kind of like Bret Hart colors, but it had a good graphic on it. I, I liked it a lot. It was fun to watch him get the 50-50 booze. And it was fun to watch these two uh, knuckle it out in there. I was, I was very impressed with the match. I often get asked why I'm such a big fan of wrestling. And it's all thanks to my grandma. Growing up, we would watch matches together, and that bond turned me into a lifelong fan. Hi, I'm Freddie Prince Jr., and on my podcast, Wrestling with Freddie, we know how important it is to have the right teammate because things can get pretty tricky quick. So, when things get complicated and you need help, State Farm gives you options. They show you what's possible for ensuring what matters to you. One of the things that matters to me? Sharing memories and revisiting wrestling's greatest moments. And with State Farm's support of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, I get to do just that. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, next up, Orange Cassidy 
defeats Ring of Honor Pure Champion Katsuyori Shibata, NJPW TV Champion Zack Sabre Jr., and Daniel Garcia, who was doing this weird dance thing that I haven't seen him do until recently, and I'm not liking it, to retain the AEW international title, the Squozen One, freshly squozed, Orange Cassidy, with the victory. You know I'm a fan of Orange Cassidy. If you don't count Kenny Omega and Osprey, this was my match of of the night. Match of the week. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, it was it was nonstop. It just kept going. It was very, very fun. High action. I don't know. It just felt like every part of the match, you, you'd go, ah, what, what, what? like I just popped for every single like thing they did. And also, like you said, we've I mean, we continue to keep talking about it, but I feel like Orange Cassidy is slowly becoming the real deal. Like it's not just yeah, a community. It's not just a game with him. We're and like, he's perfectly became this, this real deal. So I, I liked it a lot. It was a good match. Wrestlers love working with him. I've spoken to a few different people and they all just sing him the highest praise, man. They really, really did. They say he's a good dude, really giving, really generous, like just super cool. So I, I like him more and more each week. All right. Next up was Sonata with Dohuki. I hope I said that right. And they defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I'm still not liking Jungle Boy. And then mm-hmm. I think it should just be Jack Perry. And at the end of this match, Jack Perry was very Hollywood, bro. It's almost like his dad was in the business or something. And he just was total <laughs> dick move. Not only turned his back, but just destroyed and, and backstabbed his best friend. God, what a scumbag. That never has happened to me in this business three different times. <laughs> Yeah, he Jungle Boy is no longer Jungle Boy. Just just Jack Perry at this point. Jerk face Jack Perry. Yeah, and also he is a jerk. I really believe it. It seems like a jerk. <laughs> it's because he's doing a good job now. You hate him. Well, no, I told you I saw him in that wrestling cruise and he was just like didn't talk to anyone. He didn't do anything. He didn't shake any hands. He, was, he seemed just like I think he's gonna be a great heel. Cause I don't know if he's introverted. Maybe you should have been a little funnier, Jeff. No, he didn't even come to the comedy shows. I think he's just maybe introverted shy over it maybe he was just having a bad weekend it's hard to say what happened so i sour grapes because sonata defeats jungle boy right so he's already like kind of grumpy but then he gets pulled out of the ring kind of walked up by hook if anybody reads like the the sheets or dave Meltzer or any of these things you you knew they were going to turn jungle boy Jack Perry into a heel so I, i i i didn't even avoid that spoiler on twitter but I kept waiting for it during the match. I kept waiting for like kind of a classic thing, but he went and he got to the top of the ramp. Uh, Jungle Boy just clotheslines Hook. The belt goes flying. He holds up the belt and then throws it down at uh, throws it down at Hook. And what sold screw it that belt was like you said you like uh, the way Jay Uso reveals on his face, dude. The 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 looks from the crowd. Even though the AEW fans are the most dialed in wrestling fans in the world, there's no way they didn't all see this would, coming yeah but they had some great reaction that. shots of fans being like what like i'm shocked and then a lot of fans you that were like laughing because they like they like jack perry even though he just turned and then they shoot to taz and taz takes off his glasses and just completely sells it like what just happened like it was it was a perfect sell by that's taz. awesome i freaking love taz by the way yeah, perfect sell by taz perfect sell by the crowd it was all great but it was if I'm honest, nothing in the ropes impressed me as much as the way they were able to sell that kind of moment at the top of the top of the ramp. Well, let's skip around and get to a match that you did like between the ropes. Will Osprey defeating Kenneth Omegath to win the IWGP US title. 
Was this your match of the night, sir? Match, match of the week? Of match the of the week. year? Yes. Osprey. I'm I'm only aware of him from like highlights that I'll watch because we're going to talk about him on the next week. You know, I don't see a lot of his matches, but it seems like every time I'm talking about a great, 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 great match, it's 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 with Kenny Omega. Whether Kenny Omega loses or whether Kenny Omega wins, I feel like I'm constantly talking about Kenny Omega for, for the best matches, at least. That's what I feel like. I think Kenny Omega is my low-key wrestling man crush. This guy's so stinking I have good. to get more, more hip. To, I'm just started getting hip to him when he came back from that injury and was doing those trios matches. And I was like, I don't know why people talk shit on this guy, dude. Good as fuck. <laughs> so yeah, he's awesome. I, I, I didn't understand what the hate was, but I'm not hip to all his uh, all his matches, except I saw one old one with him and Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay wins, which I wasn't expecting. I think that's another reason I popped so big. Is like, what? He's beating- that's why Forbidden Door is cool, because if you have somebody who's willing to do the job, then you get that kind of a, wait, what? He lost? And then now the other promotion has the belt. Like, it's, it's a really cool thing, man. That's why I always... Hoped that WWE would do it, but they never will. It was um, fascinating to say the least that this lived up to the exact hype that everybody was saying it would, and uh, and it was awesome. Very very good match, Kenny Omega, my man crush. And now it's time for Jeff Dye's hot tag of the week. Yeah. Well, I know that this Thursday episode was all about the greatest pay per view in the world, according to Twitter. AEW, but my hot tag of the week is about the bloodline. It's easy to come on here and tell you what you read on the sheets and what Dave Meltzer says is going to happen. It's also easy maybe to predict what's going to happen when you worked and flew and hung out with and cool with Vince McMahon, Freddie. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what I wish would happen if I was booking this bloodline story. You got the Usos, Versus Solo Sequoia, and you got Roman Reigns, and they're in there, and it looks like things are going to go down, and we build it. It takes, what, 25 minutes for all of their intros by the time they get in the ring? <laughs> Give them microphones, let them jaw at each other, say, this is what's going to happen. The bloodline's separating like everyone thinks is going to happen, like everyone is expecting, right? Because it's a match. That's how this things work. You want turmoil in the bloodline. And then... Someone comes in to do some mic work named Paul E. Heyman. And what do they do? The Usos in stereo give him a super kick, knock Paul Heyman out. Roman Reigns does a move on Paul Heyman, like gives him a gives him a super punch. They basically saw Sokoa, gives him the Samoa spike with the big thumb. They turn him out. They turn oh on Paul God. Heyman. They put the belts on the shoulders. Usos hug Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns holds their head like, I'm sorry, buddy. I love you, boys. I've been, I've lost my mind. I've went crazy. They, they hug Sokoa. And guess who comes out? Guess whose music hits? Rakishi as the new manager of the bloodline as the bloodlines guy they put the belts on Rakishi they all do the crazy dance he's the new wise man yes and they do the crazy dance and we uh, and we don't need a main event of that we get a pure bloodline we get uh, we get rid of Paulie Heyman, which you can now put with a different superstar. We already know Paul Heyman can make people incredibly better by being there. Uh, Not by- everyone, but damn near almost everyone. And also the bloodlines are so over. They don't need Paul Heyman to keep yeah. doing so great. But let's use Paul Heyman to put other people over the way we use MJF every three weeks to try to get some wrestler over at AEW. <laughs> so that's not what's going to happen. It's what I wish would happen. And in a week where uh, I was watching a lot of 
of wrestlers that I'm not that familiar with because of uh, they were in, they're in Japan wrestling. And then I'm not even I'm familiar with like half of the roster of AEW. I didn't have a good AEW hot take. So I'm just bringing it right back to SmackDown for the hot take take of the week. Love you, Freddie. Love you, Federation. That's my hot take. It's Jeff Taz hot tag of the week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate y'all. We'll see you guys next Wednesday with a brand new episode of Wrestling with Friends. Follow us on Instagram, Wrestling with Freddy. Twitter is WWFreddyPod. Follow us on all the socials so you can submit your questions for the Federation. This has been a production of iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.